Hi, I'm Darren Peppard. Welcome to the Leaning into Leadership podcast, the podcast dedicated to today's hardworking leader. Join me every Sunday for leadership insight, inspiration, and a little pep talk to keep you rolling down your road to awesome. Hey, everybody. Welcome into episode 55 of the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. So the research is very clear. When our students have a significant connection to our schools, when they're involved in activities or athletics in our schools, the odds of them being much more successful in the classroom, graduating on time, and even avoiding teen pregnancy go up significantly. My guest on the show today is Activities and Athletics Director Tom Annunziata, and we're going to have a conversation about exactly that. How do we find ways to get our kids more involved in our schools? Let me tell you a little bit about Tom. He is the Director of Student Activities at Freedom High School in Woodbridge, Virginia. He's a three-time Teacher of the Year Award winner, and in the short time since he accepted this position at Freedom High School, He has brought wrestling, swim, golf, and baseball back to the school, expanding opportunities available for students. He continues to look for ways to increase opportunities for his kids so they can succeed through athletics and clubs, which increases their involvement in the school and makes Freedom High School a place where the Eagles soar. Tom and I had a really awesome conversation recently, and you're going to hear that right on the other side of these messages. Hey leaders, let me tell you a story. It's the story of my first year as a high school principal. I will tell you, I was exhausted, I was overwhelmed, and I lived my life breathing through a snorkel because my head was so far underwater and I didn't think there was a way out. I mean, I was a mess. The 40 feet that it was to move from my assistant principal office down to the principal's office might as well have been a 400-mile trek. I was just absolutely putting in crazy hours. I was trying to do it all, like trying to answer everybody's question, thinking I always had to be the smartest one in the room, and I had to solve everybody's problems. We're talking severe Superman syndrome here, folks. Every day was fire after fire, and all I accomplished was putting out fires. Forget about leading. I was simply trying to survive. Now, after working with a leadership coach, I really was able to get things figured out, get my head from being a firefighter to actually being a leader. But it took work, and I discovered some things that really mattered. And that's why I've created Walk in Your Purpose, Five Mindsets to Level Up Your Leadership, a free ebook that you can have today at no cost. Just go to walkinyourpurpose.roadtoawesome.net backslash ebook to download your free copy. Again, that's walkinyourpurpose.roadtoawesome.net backslash ebook. It's time for you to walk in your purpose, to find joy in your job, and to be the leader you always knew that you could be. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. 
Tom, welcome into the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. Uh, really excited about this conversation. Um, you know, you and I have had a chance to visit before, and so really excited to visit with you a little bit more and to let our listeners kind of kind of check it all out. So, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Darren. I'm super happy to be here and uh, looking forward to uh, sharing some of what uh, I believe in. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get to that in just a second. So before we go there, just for my listeners who maybe don't know who Tom Annunziata is, just give them the lowdown really quick on who you are and where you're coming from. So hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Tom Annunziata. I'm the Director of Student Activities at Freedom High School in Woodbridge, Virginia, uh, home of the Eagles. Uh, and I'm new hire here. I've been uh, in this current position since August 5th of this year. So uh, I have a lot of things that uh, challenges and as well as successes that uh, I've been able to deal with for the last couple months. That's excellent. So, so you're new to uh, not only to the school, but you're new to the administration piece as well. Am I correct I am, on that? I am. I was uh, in June of last year. I was a classroom teacher. I was having a little bit of difficulty moving and breaking into the high school ranks for this particular position that I was uh, going for. And uh, I took a position uh, at one of the high schools locally as an assistant. Uh, I was going to be an assistant athletic director and uh, work with the athletic uh, director there as a mentor. And I, I was there probably working with him over the summer for about three days. And uh, we, we actually talked about this last night. Uh, I interviewed and when I told him I interviewed, he was like, dang, you know, he goes, I know you're going to get it. You know, you definitely saw it after. And I, I went up getting the job um, and it was, it was very unique for me because my principal got hired July 1st. I got hired August 5th and our director of guidance got hired in October or September, wow. so, mid September. So all three of us were brand new in the building and all three of us have really, you know, we're the only one in our position in the building. So it's, uh, it, it definitely, you know, has some unique challenges. So now my, my mentor that I expected to have this year is now my colleague and uh, still mentoring me, you know, obviously. Yeah. So I have a lot of questions. Yeah. So That's fantastic. I would think, though, um, as I'm certain that there are a lot of challenges that come with principal you know, director guidance and athletic director being all new to the building and new to their roles. But there's got to be some great things there, too, I would think, that you guys are kind of creating it from the ground up, right? Yeah. So so one of the best things for me is we bounce ideas off of each other. We're both new. So, like, I was her first hire in the building. So I have that I, little place in her heart. <laughs> and uh, we – we uh the trust is there. We're learning together. You know, we're very candid with each other. You know, I, I respect her immensely. And uh, it, 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 we, we do have that relationship. We're both new at this. You know, neither one of us came in here and really knowing a lot of people in the building. And uh, she's, she's a phenomenal leader and super supportive of what we're doing. And our, our new guidance director as well. You know, he's a fantastic man. And, uh, I look forward to working with everybody. I'm all about the kids. And that, that seems to be the attitude with the, the entire administrative team here that we're here for the kids and uh, trying to do what we can to make them have great experience while they're here for four years. So listening to you talk about that, it, it makes me reflect on 
when I stepped into my first administrative role. So, you know, assistant principal, um, I moved from where I was a teacher in Arizona to back to my home state in Wyoming. And I learned really quick in my administrative role that I really didn't know a whole lot. Um, I thought as a classroom teacher, right, you know, as a classroom teacher, I'm like, you know, man, I know what I'm doing and, you know, what are my administrators doing? And um, then you start doing the job and you start like kind of starting to experience all these different things and you have to see things. And, and as an athletic director, it's even more so you have to see things in much more of like a whole picture. Um, but before we chase that, though, what what are a couple of those like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Or maybe I think when you and I talked the first time, you said something about, you know, kind of like a behind the curtain moment yeah. of of seeing it. Yeah. I mean, what what are some things you're learning now, you know, being new into this role? I'll, I'll give you an experience. Probably my first or second day on the job, I uh, the bookkeeper, our finance specialist had come in and asked me, so, Mr. Nunziata, uh, how would you like to process these forms? I had no idea. Like, you know, it's not something I've ever done before. So I, I did the old, well, well, how do you like to do it? You know, she's like, well, I'll do it any way you want. I was like, well, whatever way is comfortable for you, we'll just continue to stick with that. But I, I had no idea. So I went from a position of like, hey, I was the guy bringing the paper to somebody for a signature to the person receiving it. And I, I honestly didn't know what to do with it once I got it. So there, there's definitely uh, – so sometimes where I'm here and, I, and I'm like, wow, like I, you know, I thought, you know, I was super prepared. Like I have a national certification in athletic administration, you know, and uh, I, I, I did it at the middle school for five years and, and felt I was super, super prepared for this. And, and there, don't get me wrong. There's, there's a lot that I do know, but the, the scope of it at, the, at this level is, is so much bigger than I ever imagined. And the amount of emails I get, I thought I got a lot of emails as a teacher. I, I think I have over 6,000 <laughs> I've gotten in the last three months and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, constant phone calls and everybody, you know, needs your ear. And, you know, well, as a teacher, I guess the way I looked at it was when I went up to an administrator, it was only a one minute conversation, you know, but I didn't really think that they're having 81 minute conversations, you know, broken up and yeah. trying to get tasks done and stuff. So, and I love, I tell everybody, I said, you know, if the door's open, come on in. If it's locked, just knock. You know, I, I'm not a, you know, trying to seclude myself from anybody. Um, but yeah, just time management is is definitely a big one. And uh, I, I keep notes now. Like I, I went from, uh, you know, post-its to like, hey, I need a notebook to I went out and purchased the Remarkable. I don't know if you're familiar with that. So it's a, a remark. Yeah. So right here in my hand, taking it. notes, yeah. folks, by the way, on a remarkable and no, we're not sponsored by remarkable, but maybe we should be. But yeah, anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Remarkable. Yeah, my remarkable. I have it set up for, you know, each type of meeting I have, my regional meetings, my district meetings, my new DSA meetings, the admin meetings, leadership team meetings. So I have my pages set up for that. And uh, like, I have to keep notes. And then, you know, on my phone, I keep my phone next to the bed. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night with a brilliant idea and I enter it in my phone. So uh, yeah, def definitely like differences like that, where I feel like I'm constantly, you know, on the go and, and working. Um, but I love it. I, I really am super passionate about what I'm doing and, and I love what I'm doing. I love that the, you know, being able to expand programs and stuff at the school and impact our student body. And, and I just, 
you got to have that passion, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So, so I, I just have to ask this and then I, I want to chase what you just said, but, um, how long? So you mentioned time management. So I want to go into time management yeah. a little bit because I'll be honest with you, new administrators, that's the number one struggle they face. Um, you know, when, when I did my dissertation, um, I really dug deep into both organizational management and instructional leadership. You know, where did, where did new principals feel most prepared instructional leadership? Yeah, I got this, the organizational management, like you just said, you're bringing me a form and want to know how I want to process it. I have no idea. You know, um, I'm sure you're at the point where you're starting to see it. And eventually not too far down the road, you're going to have to focus on building your budget for next year. That's probably something you haven't seen before or done. How long was it from, okay, my first day on the job, come on, bring it, let's go. I can't wait. You know, let me talk to a coach or, you know, let's do this to, oh my God, I have more than more stuff to do than I have time to do. How, how long did that take? Was it like a day, a week? I mean, where, where are we at? Um, like, I think, I think in the beginning I got in thinking like I, I had to become accustomed to not finishing in a day, right? So that was a big thing yeah. for me. So as, as a school teacher, I say, hey, I finished today and I'm going to go home, right? I'm, I've learned that I'm never going to be finished. And I had to learn to accept that. Like, there's always more to do. There's always things I can continue working on. So I, I make checklists when I come in and as I get through my checklist for the day. And, if, you know, um, sometimes, you know, I'm here 12 hours, sometimes nine, sometimes 10, you know. I haven't worked my uh, eight and a half yet, so. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> working towards that. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I've done 16, 17 hour days, you know, but there's, if I try to stay and finish, uh, I'll be here all day. So that's something I definitely had to come to terms with and learn to relax when I go home because I didn't finish, quote unquote, what I had to get done. So there's always more coming and, uh, I just, you know, learning to accept that and, and be okay with it. Like, Hey, I'm not finished, but I, I, I'm working toward getting finished. So, and then, you know, that was in the beginning of the year. So again, I started August 5th. A lot of our sports programs started, uh, about a week before that. So when I got here, everything was like, I hit the ground running and, uh, so I got through all my seasons and all the eligibility and the state required data and, and you know, uh, information entered. And then about two weeks ago, I was like, all right, things are starting to slow down. But then I start getting my rosters and stuff for the winter. So it's spooling back up again. Yeah. You know? So I got, you know, start all over again. But now I have a little bit of better strategy about how to do it. I'm not learning the system brand new. So it, it does get better and uh, it builds. But, uh, you know, initially it was overwhelming. And uh, I, I would say probably two days. I was hoping that the day had 25 hours tomorrow, you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So it, it, it didn't take long at all to realize that this is a significant, you know, position. Like it's, it's going to take effort and organization, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to be successful, and, you know, support. And I get that support from my leadership, you know, my peer, my principal and the other members of the leadership team. We will return to the Leaning Into Leadership podcast in just a moment. But first, let me ask you a question. Have you ever said to yourself, man, I should write a book? Well, if you have, then let me ask you another question. 
what's holding you back. What keeps you from taking the step that moves you from, I have an idea about a book, to, I am a published author. From experience, I would bet it's probably you're wondering who would even want to read a book that I wrote. Maybe you're questioning the idea. Is it unique enough? Is it valid enough? Is it good enough to be a book worthy of having published? Hey, as a best-selling author myself, I can tell you most writers have had the exact same feelings at some point in time during their writing journey. Here at Road to Awesome, we believe in cultivating leaders by elevating voices and promoting positivity. And a part of that work is publishing books for educators by educators. Go to roadtoawesome.net and hit the Contact Us button to set up a free, no-obligation conversation about your book idea. Hey, educators, we've all had incredible experiences. We all have amazing stories, and every one of them deserves to be told. Go to roadtoawesome.net, hit the Contact Us button. Let's have that conversation about your book idea. And now, back to the Leaning into Leadership podcast. So, so let's let's go a little bit deeper then uh, into what your what your role is, and not not necessarily the what you do day to day, but how you impact kids in your school and kids in your community. So, how do you view, and maybe what do you see as the role of athletics and activities as they connect to our schools? So, um, the way the way I view it is, I have you know, four years to, to have kids, help kids make a connection to their high school. You know, I feel that kids that are connected to their high school are going to have better attendance. They're going to have better academics. Uh, their involvement in cl- clubs or, you know, activities or athletics is going to increase their opportunities for college. You know, it's going to give them that academic diversity, you know, so they're going to have increased, uh, you know, data shows that students who are involved in athletics and, and uh, activities go to college more, right? They have better grades typically, you know, they have to maintain their academic eligibility. Um, attendance is better because they want to be at school. They, they're looking forward to something. So one of the great things for me is I get to develop those programs for our students. You know, I get to offer those opportunities and uh, clubs, like we use surveys. Hey, what are the kids interested in? I'll walk through the lunchroom and, you know, or I see some kids staying after school. And I'll walk up to some kids at the table staying after school and say, hey, what did you guys stay after for? Oh, you know, this and this. Are you any clubs? Oh, no. I said, well, if you could invent a club, what club would you like to have? You know, and they were, oh, we would like to have this. You know, I said, well, let's talk about it. Come by my office, you know, during flex period. We have a flex period on Tuesdays. I said, come on. Let's talk about it. See what we could do, you know, and just build it. Like, you know, I want my goal is for 100% of these kids to be attached to our school in some way. So it's uh it's fun. Like, you know, you mentioned when, when you and I talked before, um, before we hit the record button about, you know, growing new programs in your school and, and not just, you know, having, you know, having those conversations with kids in the hallway, but actually adding programs Uh, as an example, I think you added girls swim this year, like right away. And I think you mentioned something like wrestling. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so our school, there, there was some programs that, that weren't active anymore. You know, they're not necessarily new to, to schools, but they weren't active at our school. So uh, we didn't have a wrestling program for the last four years. So no, there's no kids at our school that wrestled. And it was actually getting to the point where there were students transferring to other schools, you know, 
because they, they wanted those things. So uh, I think I was in the building three or four days. I was at one a football practice. You know, I met a gentleman who was interested in coaching wrestling. I said, let's talk, you know, uh, worked with him through the process. And about five minutes after he and I talking, we're talking, someone asked me, hey, do you all have golf? I was like, well, could you coach him? He's like, I'd like to. So I hired a golf coach, you know, and, uh, you know, we're a Title One school, you know, uh, minority majority school. And, uh, you know, a lot of people thought, oh, Freedom doesn't have golf. You know, we don't have that. Well, now we do. And our, our golfer, who uh, was a member of the football team as well, he, uh, his, the, the coach, by the time I got him certified and everything so that he could work with the kids, um, they had time to do one uh, golf outing. During that golf outing, the athlete qualified for districts. And then uh, he, in districts, he missed qualifying for regionals by four strokes with just two, two outings, you know? So, and then like, you know, I, I talked to the athletic directors at other schools and talked to the golf coach when I was over at another high school. And he said, that kid, he's legit, you know, he's got a great swing and everything. So this is an opportunity that this kid, you know, wouldn't have had, had we not put it together. And now that we have it, when I talk to other kids, I'll throw it out there. Like, Hey, we have golf. Really? We have golf. I'd like to try that. So, you know, it's coming and it's opportunities that just wouldn't have been there. Um, our wrestling program hadn't been around for a little while. Um, so that, that wrestling coach that I had talked about, we brought him in. Uh, we have uh, 25 kids wrestling now. You know, they started this week. Uh, swim. We have we had swim, I think, three, four years ago. Um, but swim's back. I hired a, a coach for uh, from our like the aquatic center in the county. And uh, he's a phenomenal, he's young, he's a phenomenal young man. He's enthusiastic. And he's a, a developmental coach. So he said, if you bring me an athlete that can't swim, I'll have them competing in the 50 meter by the end of the year. So there, there's definitely, you know, part of the hiring process, uh, baseball, same thing. You know, uh, we didn't have baseball for a few years. And uh, the coach that I brought in, I brought in a developmental coach from one of the uh, baseball training centers. And he actually showed up to me talking to me uh, about fundraising. Like he, he was, uh, I think that's his main job. And uh, he had come in, he was talking to me about it, and he said that he worked at uh, one of the baseball programs. And I said, hey, do you want to coach baseball? And he's like, well, you know, I'm kind of busy and stuff. Well, he called me back about two weeks later, and he's like, hey, I'm just curious, man. Did you find a baseball coach yet? I'm like, no, I'm still looking. He's like, look, I can't sleep. He goes, can I do it? So I worked with him (laughs) through the process, you know. And and that's the people that I want. Those are the people that I need. Like people like this guy cares about kids. Like he couldn't sleep. Like he wanted to be there and part of this because, you know, he didn't want the kids to not have it. And uh, I'll bring that in. Now, my football program on the the other side of the spectrum is super successful. Uh, We won our uh, regional quarterfinals last week. Uh, tomorrow we are in the regional semifinal. Um, got my fingers crossed moving forward that uh, you know we'll yeah. move in you know to the states. But we're, you know we're going to give it a great run. But I, I couldn't bring in a developmental coach for my football team. You know, so like those are the things for me where I have to know what I'm looking for and where where my uh, athletes are. You know, because bringing in a developmental coach, for example, for football would be ridiculous. You know, it's the, the athletes are way right. beyond. But bringing in a coach that's expecting everybody how to run and do double plays and do all these different things for baseball would also be just as ridiculous. So I need that developmental coach who could bring in and work with kids at a level where they are. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm super excited to have these things going. Um, 
so we got uh, wrestling, golf, swim, baseball. Uh, I, we did new uniforms this year, so I'm walking around the cafeteria talking to the kids. Mr. A, can you show us the new uh, uniform for softball? Sure. You know, I'll pull it up on the phone. Uh, the coach got pictures of it. He shared them with the kids. They're excited. New lacrosse uniforms. So uh, new helmets for lacrosse and, you know, talk to the kids when I'm making, hey, which, which design do you guys like, you know, when I'm picking them out and give them some input. So that now they want it. I got kids that just want to try it because the helmets look cool, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It just building that enthusiasm. And the same thing with clubs. I had uh, I had some students come to me like, hey, Mr. Nunziata, can we do bowling? I was like, yeah, why not? You know, I said, get some interest, get a sponsor, talk to me. And we got a sponsor. We got uh, a non-school sponsor club. They're doing bowling once a week. And uh, that it, it's going to grow, and and I and I believe in that stuff, and uh, I don't I don't ever like to hear like oh you know it's a minority majority school you're not going to have interest in this and this, and if we have it they'll play it you know and one of the benefits for me coming from the middle school especially is I know these kids play those sports, you know so yeah I, like I know at least some of them are interested because I got three middle schools feeding in here so if I had you know at the school I was at we had uh, baseball. And then I got three middle schools coming here. We got baseball players. We got softball players, you know, basketball, girls basketball. Like, they're here. We just got to, you know, offer it, and, and they'll, they'll show up. So so as powerful as it is to to get kids involved in those athletics and in those activities, you know, get them that connection to the school. You're absolutely right. I mean, there's tons of research about, you know, the kids who are connected to their school in at least one significant way odds of graduation go up by a tremendous amount obviously going on to college or going on you know uh, to have a successful career all of those things are are well documented but something else that you and I had talked about that I think is really powerful um that I really would love to hear a little bit more about is now the other side of it so yeah we have the kids on the court or we have the kids in the pool or we have the kids you know on the field but we want our kids who maybe aren't involved in that activity to be in the stands. So when when you think about the work that you're doing or, or some intentional things you're doing um, to try to increase that, that school spirit, that connection that your kids have to go cheer on the Eagles, what, what are some things you're doing there? Um, maybe some things that are a little bit unique to really drive that school spirit. So we have a, a teacher that stepped up and uh, he's new to the building as well. And he started a spirit club. And, uh, you know, they make banners and signs and they hang in the different cafeterias and stuff like that, supporting the teams. So he was asking me, like, Mr. Nunziata, can we do discount tickets? Can we do free tickets and stuff? And I was trying to feel it out because, again, being new and budget holder, you know, having the budget and stuff that I, you know, that's how I, the majority of my funding comes from ticket sales and stuff like that. Right. So I was trying to figure out a way we can go about it. So uh, I know I started to notice that, like, hey, these, these kids are pretty legit. So I, uh, one, one game, I, I got an extra bus, and I brought them to an away game, you know, and they, they marched in with the team. Uh, I, well, actually, they, they had to get tickets for that, but I, I did get them the bus to go to that. Um, and then uh, I think the last two home games we had, I, they came in, you know, through the side with the football team, and I let them come in, and they, they made out, out of uh, – so we're the Eagles, and they took um, – pool noodles and they made a nest out of it it all painted up and you know they have the eagle's <laughs> nest and it's on the front of the bleachers and 
you know, I let them come to, I think the last two games, they came in for free. And, uh, you know, they have their cheers. They do the cheers that the cheerleaders are doing. They, they learn the songs that go along with the marching band playing in the stands, uh, little rally cries and things like that. Uh, we have a phenomenal, phenomenal marching band. And uh, we have the dancing, we have the banners, we have the flags, we have the music, and it's top notch, top notch. Our band director does a phenomenal job with our marching band. Uh, professionally march all the way in, and when they leave the stadium, they march all the way out, whether it's home or away. And uh, we have, again, a top-notch band. So, so impressed and proud of them when they uh, perform. The uh, So we did that. We did uh, discount ticket sales is another way we went about that during lunchtime. Uh, so our tickets for our sporting events are $6 for a regular event. So we did $3 ticket sales during lunchtime. You know, the day, two days before the game and the day before the game, mm-hmm. or the day before the day of, but the, over two days, we did uh, discount ticket sales, increased participation for our student body. We did a big tailgate before the game, so it started immediately after school because our game is typically six, seven o'clock in the evening. So some of our students to get home and come back. So we did a, a big tailgate before one of the games. And a lot of this stuff is just testing out, like, hey, what's going to work? What's not working? You know, um, if it works, we'll try it again next year. You know, if there's things we could tweak on it, we'll do that next year. You know, we had some food trucks. We had cotton candy, uh, music. Uh, so there's a, a lot of different uh, things that we're trying this year to see what's what's going to stick. And then uh, some of our club sponsors are phenomenal. We have an international club, a Hispanic Heritage Club, and they did salsa music during uh, uh, Latin American, uh, is it Latin American History Month or during uh, September? And uh, they did, you know, music, and the kids were doing salsa during lunch, and they, they were just having a great time. They were having fun with it. And uh, we did uh, the pep band, you know, performed during lunchtime, and the cheerleaders performed during lunchtime, and our soul squad, the dance team, performed during lunchtime. And the kids loved it. They, they were recording with their phones. You know, it was just lively. And uh, it, it made it a good time to be at school, and, and that's the big thing. You know, if you know those things are going to happen, oh, I don't want to miss school tomorrow. You know, I remember my first job at, at a high school uh, on a Friday. I went in, they had that pet band, the drums playing when you walked in. I felt like it was my birthday, and I never missed a Friday after <laughs> that, you know. And uh, it's, I just want those experiences for the kids, you know. Like myself personally, I didn't do a lot of these things when I went to high school, you know. And uh, I started actually getting involved with the high school stuff, volunteering at the high school by my school. You know, I did the chains uh, for football for 12 years at the high school. And that's kind of how I got interested in this whole athletics thing. I didn't even know it was really a job, uh, you know, as far as administrative job. So it was, you know, just kind of people, you know, someone did it, the coaches and stuff like that. So I started to really look into it and it, it became something that I became passionate about. It's something that I love. And I, uh, I, I wanted, my goal is to be the best athletic director that this county's ever seen and then work my hardest, you know. So a, lot a lot of, man. Lot of, lot of uh, shoes to fill. We have some good athletic directors, don't get me wrong. I just, you know, my goal yeah. is to be the best. I'm going to aim for it. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Well, you're off to off to a really great start, obviously, and have some really cool things happening right there at your school. And you're really starting to do a great job, I think, of growing more and more programs. So mm-hmm. congratulations for that. So let's let's go to the last question that we ask everybody here on the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. So, so Tom, what are you doing right now to lean into leadership? I, I'm trying to be the leader that I always wanted. 
I want to be someone who is going to listen. I want to try to incorporate and the ideas of the boots on the ground, the people that are working in, in, in the building every day. I'm one person, you know, I, I got 50 clubs. I got 25, 30 different sporting activities. So what, what can I do to help you be successful? You know, because it's not all on my shoulders. Without without the staff, without our directors and, and uh, coaches and stuff, none of this would, would be work. So what can I do to support you? Um, incorporating their ideas, working hard to create an environment where the students feel proud and the, and the coaches are proud to be at this school. You know, I'm looking for longevity. I want people to, like, not come here because they had to. I want you to come here because this is the place to be. And uh, just creating those environments. Um I like again I'm trying to foster that how can we get this done let's do it together you know I want them to be invested in what we're doing I, I just don't want to at the same time just want to buy 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 and they, they don't have any you know uh, investment in, in what we're doing because I want things taken care of right and, and I try to be transparent you know I'll pull out hey this is why I I can't let everybody in for free here's a bill just to give you an idea of what we have you know uh, I show up at practices. I, I go to the games, you know, I show them, hey, I'm here to support you. What do you need? Like, what can we do to get this done? And there's some things that I overlook. Like, it happens. I make mistakes, you know. Uh, wrestling. We started wrestling. We had our mats out and stuff. And I was like, hey, you know what I forgot to order? Tape. <laughs> you know? So I got a <laughs> case of tape right here in my office right now, like, to give to my coach today. Um, but it was just something I overlooked. And it, it wasn't me being malicious or, you know, anything like that. It's, you know, we haven't had these programs. So there's a lot of stuff coming from where I came from that, you know, we had it in the closet and we just didn't have it. it it's not, I don't think anyone maliciously said, hey, we're going to hide this or not have it. Or, you know, we're not going to have these sports, you know, for any particular reason. I, I think everyone was trying to do the best they can. I just, you know, uh, last year at the state conference in Virginia here, I, you know, I presented on this exact thing. I presented on growing programs, like how we can go about it, communicating with families, talking about the benefits, the health benefits, the academic benefits, you know, the scholarship opportunities and things like that. Um, uh, it, it's, that, that's it. Like, in, in a nutshell, I'm, I'm just trying to be the leader that I always want, you know, so. <laughs> I love it, man. Now that's perfect right there. I love it. That's that's maybe one of the best answers that I've heard on this show, and I've heard a lot of great, great answers. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. And and uh, you know, Tom, I'll tell you what, I, I appreciate having this conversation with you today. I know that the listeners are going to pick up a whole lot of great things from you, and definitely pick up a lot of inspiration. Um, what you're doing right now, and the challenges you're taking on, and and growing programs at the rate that you're growing programs is definitely something to uh, to be congratulated for. So keep thank up the great work, and thank you so much for being here on the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. Man, what a great conversation with Tom and Anziata. Again, I appreciate him coming on the show. And I want to go right at something that Tom said during the course of the interview. And that was, be the leader you always wanted. It forced me to reflect a little bit on the best leaders that I ever had the opportunity to work with. And the more I thought about them, the more I thought about their characteristics, the traits that really started to come forward in my mind were, number one, their presence you know, being there when I needed them. Number two was being a great listener. And to me, the best leaders are the ones who listen to understand, listen to empathize, not just simply listen to respond. And then number three would be always having our back 
you know, even even in times when when we make mistakes, because let's be honest, adults just like kids make mistakes. But a great leader is going to have your back. They're going to support you through the process. And then they're going to coach you and help you understand what it was that was wrong about how you approach the situation and how you can be better the next time around. That, to me, is the most important things. Those three things right there. Great leaders, they're going to be present, they're going to listen, and they're going to support and coach you to be better each and every time you have an opportunity to go and interact with kids or with adults. And now it's time for a pep talk. Today's pep talk takes us right back into this episode. I love that Tom talked about having four years to make memories that will last a lifetime. It took me back into the classroom, to be honest with you, and made me think about how each year when we have a new group of students, whether that's the 20 that we have in an elementary classroom or 30 you have in an elementary classroom or 110, 120, 130 that you might have as a secondary level teacher, you have one year to build memories with those students that will last a lifetime. And it's not just memories for the students, but it's for us as well. As educators, that's the secret right there. When we focus on relationships, that's where the memories come from. When we focus on building relationships with our students, hey, the learning comes from there. But they've got to know that you love them, that you care about them, and that you believe in them. When we do that, when we focus on building those relationships, that's where those memories that last a lifetime come from. Thank you for joining me this week on the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. Have a road to awesome day. Thank you for listening to the Leaning Into Leadership podcast brought to you by Road to Awesome. Don't forget, click subscribe, give a review, and share this with somebody who might also enjoy leaning into leadership.